So welcome Rob to the stand. <laughs> you promised to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So I help you God. <laughs> so Father, I thank you for Rob, um, but it's your word we want right now. We love Rob <laughs> and we trust, Father, that you have come to speak to him. But the word he brings, Father, is the treasure. So come and deposit that treasure in our hearts, Father, where it's required to, to shake up, come shake up. Where its purpose is to come and comfort, let it comfort. But we fear neither of these, these two things, Father. We come today because we believe you want to talk to us. Like right now, that thing I was speaking about, about um, possibilities... Are you sitting here? Father, you come speak to the people. We want people who come here entertaining the possibility that there's something here for them today. And in that, right now, King, come in their hearts and, and grow that to an expectation. An expectation that you are going to come, cut, divide, own, plant your flag in the more than conquerors that we come together to be. So I pray for this word that Rob's going to share. Um, Father, like all things, what's not of you, let it fall to the ground. But what is of you, let it fall on fertile soil, rich, ready the right temperature now that we have the every possibility and all expectation that you are going to come and grow into uh, rich, low-hanging fruit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Rob. Thanks, Ryan. Sure. I thought we were going to start farming there for a minute. Ah. <laughs> uh. Well, it's a privilege to be able to share again. It's been a while. Uh, so those of you who don't know me, I'm Rob, one of the elders here, on team with Ryan and Johan. Um, so yeah, excited to share. But I'd like to just pray first. So uh, just build on where Ryan was building. Yeah, Lord, just... Um, God, you're beautiful, Lord. You are amazing, Lord. You are wonderful. And you bring us into a place of wonder and beauty, Lord. Made up of ex-broken people that you've restored, Lord. Your church, your family. Father God, I pray that tonight that we would be a people that goes into an even greater measure of love and appreciation and willingness to be your family, Lord. Reflecting your glory on this earth, Lord. Because that's how you're going to reveal your glory in this world. It's through your church, Lord. It's not through anything else, but through your church. And so we thank you, Lord, that we can be part of your master plan on this earth, Father God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, yes, just a little start off. Um, we were singing that song, where We Never Lose Our Wonder, and it just reminded me of a time where I did lose my wonder. Um, I'd been in church about seven, eight years, uh, saved. And I had wonder for God, but I lost my wonder for this. For 
men and women of God, the family of God. I got miffed, I got offended, uh, I did stupid things myself, and I lost part of what God has for us, is his family. It cost me three years of my life. I walked away from church, and you know some of my story. Um, and I love, I actually just had two great moments this morning. I shared about being rough, and now I'm Rob. Uh, eh, just one little thing. And so God had brought me out of a terrible place, but into church, and then three years, and I just, in losing my wonder, I slid back, and the Bible talks about like a dog to its vomit. And as much as we love God and the horizontal, if we don't keep that working here, it can become a dangerous place. This is a place of safety, uh, a place where God has called us to be part of His church on earth. So I'm going to be sharing a little bit about being part of the family of God. Um, I was really encouraged with Johan and Tanya sharing. Just amazing to hear people's story from so young coming into the church, eh? Isn't that amazing? I think like all the time I wasted on nonsense. Um, but yeah, it's just been beautiful, just, just their hearts. So encouraging, like just loving the church. And how many years later, still loving the church, now into eldership, it's just amazing to see what God's done. So, many of us have been in many families. Your blood family, uh, I was in a rebel family at school and after school, then I was in the army family. Um, when the corporal starts saying, like Exusio Ma, then you know this is another kind of family. Uh, then we have the work family. We spend eight hours of a day often with a bunch of people and that can become like a family. I've been part of the surfing culture family, a very selfish family, that is, cycling family, but most importantly, I've been in the church family, and that's the family that we want to mold us the most, because um, families mold us for the good or the bad. So you've probably heard the f saying, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family, and I think with God's family, that's even more real because God chooses us um, and so the amazing thing is God chose each and every one of us to be part of this family a common thread of Jesus running through our blood now that keeps us tight so all these different families have molded us in, in good ways and bad ways but what will stand the test of time is how we've been molded in godly ways you might have come from a good family, but good isn't good enough. It has to be God. Um, and God has revealed there's only one way into his family, and he did that through family. So I'm just going to read um, how the Father started off. We have our Heavenly Father, the Father of the family, and how he restored us back into family. And so we're going to go to John 14, uh, 6 to 14. And the way to the Father is through family. And it goes here, Jesus answered. Now this is the Son. So it all starts in family. I am the way and the truth and the life. I'm going to be reading quite a bit of scripture. So keep your hearts and minds awake. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, 
you will know my father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the father and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Don't you believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? It's amazing, the Father was in Jesus. I had a moment, I was like, wow, the Father was in Jesus. The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, rather it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe in me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. It's quite a mouthful. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. Very truly I, say, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Beautiful, hey? Just through part of the family, we came into family. Jesus enabled us, and that's the only way you can come to God. There's many different gods out there, but they're not going to take you to where you want to go. This is the one God with the one way, uh, and that's to eternal life. <clears throat> and then secondly, he's given us the ability to walk out this walk, to do the things that he did through the power of his spirit. And I'll call it walking the talk and not talking the walk. And this is John 14, 15 to 31. If you love me, Keep my commands. It's quite a zipper. How's your commands going? And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it is ne it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. So he's bringing us into family. I will come to you before long. The world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. So there's a revelation taking place. Because I live, you also will live. Isn't that amazing? We have life through the power of Christ. Where was I now? On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father. Beautiful stuff, eh? And I too will love them and show myself to them. Then Jesus, not Judas Iscariot, then Judas, not Judas Iscariot, said, But Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? Jesus replied, Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make a home with them. Anyone who doesn't love me will not obey my teaching. These words you hear are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All this I have spoken while still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I live, I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. 
Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. You heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. If you loved me, you would be glad that I'm going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. I have told you now, before it happens, so that when it does happen, you will believe. I will not say much more to you, for the Prince of this world is coming. He has no hold over me, but he comes so that the world may learn that I love the Father and do exactly what my Father has commanded me. Come, let us leave. A lot in there, but just a beautiful picture of how family starts for all of us. Through Jesus and through the Holy Spirit, we come into relationship with heavenly family. We become part of a family. And most of us know this stuff. But it's so good to just allow the scripture to remind us of how we've come into this place. And maybe these people here have never made their choice to accept Jesus. Tonight may be your chance. So we have a loving father. I think the safest place in family is to have a family that has a good father. The safest place, and family has been messed up over the years by the enemy. Um, started with Adam and Eve, first family. Straight away the enemy came at them, destroyed uh, what God was putting together on, on the earth. But God had a plan and brought it back together. So we have a loving father. Often the most damage into us as people is the fact that we can't relate to our Heavenly Father because of stuff our fathers have done on, on this earth. And God is all the time wanting to bring us into that place of, I am to be trusted. I chose you. I loved you before you loved me. Before you had to do anything. No performance. And it's important that we come to that revelation that we have a loving father. Um, and yeah, just going back to that story I had about leaving the church, it's like it's because of hurt that I left the church. And often that's an excuse for not being part of the family because of hurt. We are all human beings, as Will would say, having a spiritual experience. I can't remember how it goes now, but a willism. But we are spiritual beings having a human experience. I don't know how it goes. But anyway, we're not perfect yet, but we're being made perfect. And in our imperfections, sometimes we can rub each other up the wrong way. Leaders can disappoint us. They can hurt us. They could say the wrong things. Your friend doesn't pitch up for your birthday party. And little grudges and things can get in. And then it's like, ah, the church. Oh, God. But we have a good father. How am I doing the time here? Let me just keep my eye. So in Luke 11, 11 to 13, which of you fathers, if your son asked for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to get give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit as you ask him? And even there, there's a scripture for maybe there's people here that struggle to believe that God has got the Holy Spirit for them. I know when I struggled, like, how does this all work? How do you get filled with the Spirit? But there's a promise from 
scripture about what our Father, He wants to give us the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we may hear no from God. I was thinking, I don't think he's here. Stefan, imagine little Michael coming up to Stefan and saying, Daddy, I want to go, I want to use your gun, I want to go out and shooting. And he's, what, three years old? What do you think Stefan's going to say? No, my boy. Not happening. But is it a permanent no? Because as a father, he's going to go, my boy has a desire to shoot guns. Stefan likes shooting guns. There's a few other people here that like shooting guns as well. That quite shocked me. Um, a little surprise person. But um, it wouldn't be a no, because then the father's, Stefan's going to go, okay, he would like to shoot a gun. So he's going to train him and teach him over time, under supervision, until he's like ready. Okay, Stefan can go and shoot a gun. But when the father says yes, so often the father's no is not a permanent no. It's like, let me just train you and teach you until I'm happy to let you go because you might shoot yourself in the head. And so don't let no's be full stops. What is, I think Will is again with one of those buts and comma things. That's, you know, no, not goats. <laughs> so then we have a brother. We've got a father, in, in father. Now we've got a brother, spiritual brother that came and saved us. Knows. <laughs> so in Hebrews two nine to eighteen, and this is where we see our brother. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death. So that by the grace of God, he might taste death for you. Just changing the scriptures. In bringing many sons and daughters to glory, you, if you've accepted him. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the pioneer of the salvation perfect through what he suffered. Both the one who makes people holy and those who are made holy are of the same family. There we are in family because of what Jesus did for us. So Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers and sisters. In the assembly, I will sing your praises. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, he says, here I am. And the children of God has given me. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he may break the power of him who holds the power of death. Let that sink in, eh? The power of death is broken because of what Jesus did. Because this is just a temporal experience that we're having. He takes us into the eternal. The power of death, that is the devil. And free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. We don't have to fear death. Death is a gateway to freedom. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. Abraham's family. We are all the family of Abraham. For this reason he made to be... 
For this reason, he had to be made like them. He became like us. He became human so that he could overcome humanity, fully human in every way, in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people, because he himself suffered when he was tempted. He is able to help those who have been tempted. I would encourage you to just read these scriptures over again. and let Just read. This is not nothing new to most of us. But there's so much power in these scriptures. You can't fall asleep, eh? So these are the ways we come into family. According to God's ways. So all families have values and requirements. And to be part of that family, even the mafia has requirements to be part of the family. Yeah, you've got to be obedient. If Giuseppe says, go shoot Luigi, you go and do it. You don't ask questions. You learn obedience, <laughs> just right there. You do the will of the Godfather. Otherwise, you're going down with cement shoes. So we come into family through Jesus. One of the other things that we come into family is doing the will of God. In the Word and being, doing His will in our lives. So the Word gives us what God's will is for us. But the Holy Spirit gives us His will in our daily walk. We need to also be obeying the fathers in the house. We need to be honoring fathers and mothers. That's in Exodus uh, 20.12. That talks about earthly family. But I think it's very applicable to spiritual family as well. Because we are brothers and sisters. There's spiritual fathers in the house. And it says you will live long in the land that you're... Lord is giving you if you do honor. My wife will tell you, Derek Prince said something about curses. Um, so anyway, so this is what Jesus said about family. This is in Matthew 12, 46 to 50. So Jesus was still talking to the crowd. His mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. Someone told him, your mothers and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. They might have been getting a little bit miffed because he's busy doing stuff. He replied to them, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples. That's us if we're doing God's will. He said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. It's quite a shocking scripture when you first hear it. But that is how we come into family, by doing God's will. Um, and if you're struggling to fit into the family of God, you need to ask yourself, am I doing God's will? And some do the will of the devil, some do the will of man, some do in their own will. But the Christian makes the will of God his rule. And he does it obediently, in affection and impartiality. That was some famous preacher's line, which I think was Spurgeon. So doing God's will brings us into brotherhood and family. How obedient we are shows how committed we are to the family. And obedience is better than sacrifice. So obedience shows how committed we are 
So if I was in even the gangs on the flats here, often they've got to kill somebody to get into a gang, to be part of a messed up family. Through obedience, even the world is imitating what God does in his family. And surrender. Even the army, how to become good in the army? You obey and you surrender. Yes, sir, three bags full, sir. And you don't run up hills and down hills. Um, so God is a God that's bringing us deep into family through obedience, trust, and surrender. So what are the few things that healthy family looks like? How do we love our brothers? How do we show love? So in 1 John 3:16, this is well-known scripture, and this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Do we lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters? If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, and this came through earlier with Nigel, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. Are we putting the needs of others above ourselves? I remember coming into church and I was a big surfer back in the day, highly addicted to surfing. And some of the biggest challenge was is Saturday morning, Fricky and Sani are moving and we need guys to go and help. And Saturday morning you're looking at the weather charts and everything is aligning in the universe for perfect surf. It's perfection. Now what are you going to do? Are you going to go help Fricky and Sani, Or are you just going to aim low, stay low and disappear? And that's the challenges we have. That's laying down your life for your brothers. When something that you think is really important. And as a selfish surfer, that is like the ultimate. When the waves are firing, barrel six foot overhead, it's like nothing else exists in life. And it's those kind of things that make us more Christ-like. Now the scripture, 1 Peter 4, uh, 8 to 10. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. I'll, I'll add to laugh when I offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. I often think about like Nigel's house. How many times has Nigel washed up dishes after um, events at his house? Hospitality flows out of that house, the Quirtz's house, many houses. And I don't like doing dishes. Have you got a dishwasher, Nigel? There you go. You see, now he doesn't grumble because he's got a dishwasher. Ryan says you like washing dishes because it keeps your hands soft. <laughs> but we can, eh? we can grumble. It's like it's in our space. It's like I ate all my nice cookies and I brought steak to the braai and I went home with vorse. And that's, 
love covering over a multitude of sins just in a very shallow way. And then how's this for a command? This is our Father. A new command I give you. Love one another. It's not like a suggestion. It's like do it. Love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Again, that thing, how is the church going to know that we are the church? By our love for one another. When you see people giving up their whatever to help one another, the world doesn't understand that. The world lives on me, myself, I, selfishness, on steroids, 24-7. Marketed over and over and over. And so I often think, like, if Ryan says to the boys, the boys are out the back now, to Dave and Alex, go and clean the pool. It's not like, hey boys, I'm suggesting when you feel like it, you know, just, you know, if you've got a day open in your calendar, um, you know, it's like, go and clean the pool. And you think, our father, and I'm sure if Ryan puts on his deep daddy voice, that the boys go and do the pool quickly. And I don't know about you, I don't want to hear a deep daddy voice. I want to just, yes, dad. So let's love one another. Let's not, I've had a few deep daddy voices and it's not pleasant. So go the easy route. Heart attitudes. I think that came through with what Ryan was sharing in that scripture in the beginning. God our hearts. Hearts are deceitful above all things, the scripture says. And so then we go to the love scriptures, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to, se 4 to 7. Love is patient. Be patient with your brother and sister. Love is kind. Be kind to your brother and sister. Doesn't envy when they get a new car or a new job or get 50 million in their bank account. It does not boast about all the things that they've done this week. It's not proud because of all their accomplishments. And it doesn't dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Beautiful. If we lived this, imagine what the world would be. If, if everyone lived like this, the world would be changed overnight. So then just bring it into the Justin family. And if you belong to this family of God, I trust that we are reflecting the values of this family as well. Uh, if you've done orientation, that you're living out the values of this house, which we believe to be godly values. Uh, so I'd encourage you to revisit that sometime. I've done orientation probably 20 times over the years, just walking with other guys. It's good to know what we stand for as a family. It's so easy to come in there like a love-stricken puppy and go, yes, 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 but to allow it to be reworked in your life. What is the values we are as a church? Our actions will reflect which family values we value most. Oops. Say that again. Our actions will reflect 
which family values we value most. So often we put our blood family, we put work family, we put all other family stuff above what God's family should look like. And that's subtle. It's, but you've got to allow God to look at your heart and go, what family values am I living? A little side, it's all the surface stories tonight. But in, surf, in the surfing family, there's someone known as a highway surfer. Um, they don't reflect surfers well. Uh, they talk a lot about surfing, but their boards don't get in the water all that much. We used to actually joke they actually bolted onto the roof racks for life. Um, and so we don't want to be highway Christians. We want to be able to, what we are is what we do. And uh, it's always a bit awkward when you're in, like Daristan was one of the, the harsher surf breaks on the west coast and the, there. So guys would be like, no, we did this and we were surfing there, but you never see them leave Big Bay. They never get past those things. Always bragging or boasting about things, but not actually doing those things. So let's be a people who do do things. Just a this is sort of a little side note about church. Um, maybe I shouldn't go there. I think I can still go there. I'm often perplexed when you see stories in the news about church, about guys spraying doom and the prophets have robbed everything and you know, just the worst. And how people just like, they suck it up. It's like, yes. But actually if you knew what Christianity is about that doesn't reflect anything of Christianity. So now if tomorrow in the news you read, Satanist at old age home, feeding and loving people. On the streets, helping the homeless, cleaning up your neighborhood, would we believe that? No. And yet that's how the enemy lies about the church and how people get like fooled by what is real and what's not because they're not reflecting real Christianity. Anyway, side note. So often we hear the phrase, like father, like son. And we have to, are we father-like son? They say the, what do they say? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. This is in worldly terms. So if you think of that in spiritual terms, how far is your apple from the tree? How much are you reflecting your father? Through the Holy Spirit, we see Jesus. Through Jesus, we see the father. Okay, so I think we're coming into land as they like to say. So just a Justin scripture that we've based, not just us, but many churches around the world. Foundation of church family lifestyle. Acts 2, 42 to 47. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together 
and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to everyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who had been saved. So number one, they were devoted. Just a quick story. Justin started, I think, when we were about 80 people. There was a conference we used to go to in Bloemfontein. And we were probably one of the smallest churches back then in New Covenant. But our attendance at that conference was the highest of all the churches in New Covenant because there was an understanding of devotion to apostolic teaching. And that's something that we need to carry through us as a people. Devotion to when these gatherings, I know this past two years has been a little bit rough, but even this gathering, are we devoted to each other, to the teachings here in this, this family? They broke bread, that's communion, opening their hearts one, one to another. They had everything in common. I've loved the stories over the years where guys have been given cars, give cars away. It just, it's kind of like, it's almost like comes out of the side, like, really, you got given a car? Or they gave a car? And it's often the people only you know, just arrive at the dealership, there's a car, you've got to come pick it up. And it's just like, amazing. Guys have sold their properties. Mike Davies, you probably heard his story, sold his house to build the church back in the day. And yet Mike Davies has been bought a house recently. Like, I don't know how many years later our God has brought that back. So that's a beautiful thing. So every day they were together. So we're not just Sunday Christians or Wednesday Christians. Every day. We don't have to be doing church. But we can be hanging out, having fun, um, being a family. And that thing of Lord adds to healthy families. The people that come in our doors that God adds to us. I don't know about you, but I don't want him to be adding us, adding people to us like we're the Adams family. <laughs> I want him to be adding to our healthy family. I'm not saying you're the Adams family. But that's, that's the need for us to be those who love one another, who care for one another. That blew me away when I first came into church. Normally I'd been into church and people just like, if you got a nod at the door, you were lucky, and a nod on the way out, you were lucky. And you sat in your chair and you said nothing and you did nothing and you were scared to move and you left. I remember coming into church and like being mugged by love. You know, it's just like, what are you doing afterwards? And where are you going? And you've got to come for a meal. And then we're going surfing. And you've got to come surfing. And just like by that, you're like two weeks is just booked up with strangers. What are these people? And yet that just, that's the impact that's changed me. And that's who we need to be. People are just drawing people into this family. And I trust that you have experienced that in here. I know many of us have. This is not a heavy, this is just a reminder and an encouragement to be that family. And then finally, one last scripture. John 14, I know there's been a lot of scriptures, but I think it's like doing weights. If you don't do it, you get weak. So we're going to do and get strong. 
So John 14, 1-4. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, I would have told you that I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am and know the way to the place that I am going. Beautiful. God has prepared a place for us. He's come here. He's brought us into restoration with the promise of perfection. For those who are dealing with their hearts daily, um, I remember when my we moved to Cape Town, where we were going to move to Cape Town. My dad actually left and he came down here to organize everything. And there was this excitement in us as kids left behind in PE of what this new adventure is going to look like in Cape Town. What's the house look like? What's he going to prepare for us? And that's what God's done for us. As much as we're here now preparing for there, God has gone ahead of us to prepare a place for us as his family. Invite, and there's an invitation going out all the time, and we should be giving those invitations out. And I think it was somewhere in one of the prophetic words, um, as a bridegroom, there's an invitation to a wedding one day. Where we were going to be fully united with Christ in perfection. And I want to be part of that. And so I'm going to land there. And I trust you want to be part of that. And so maybe let's just stand.